welcome to Reframe Your Life. I'm Joanne Gibson. And I'm Sandy Reynolds. Together, we bring you our podcast for women who want to live and lead their lives thoughtfully and with intention. On our episodes, we explore diverse topics relevant to all areas of our lives. Hi, Life Reframers. Today we have another great episode. Honestly, I think we say that every time because we think they're all great. (laughs) (laughs) All about endings. And this is going to be a really good one. We're talking about five things you need to look at before you can make a change. Why are we looking at endings? Because we recognize ending things is very difficult. So we're going to delve in together. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Joanne. I'm looking forward to talking about endings. It's something that I've been thinking about a lot. Came across a couple of great quotes I thought it would be interesting to start with. The first one is by an American writer, Agnes Allen. And she said, almost anything is easier to get into than out of. Now, I'm not sure if she was talking about her fourth marriage. I don't know if she was married four times, actually. But it does sound like marriage. (laughs) You know what? As as you were reading that quote, where my mind went was saying yes to things. Oh, good one, good one. Yes. Do we know someone who likes to say yes? Okay, I'm just going to tell you something right off the top. Last week, somebody phoned me and asked me to consider taking on a mentoring role for a leadership program that they had started and they were looking as part of the role to match these young emerging leaders with mentors and he asked me if I would if I would consider signing up for it I said to him I'm really working at taking some time before I say yes and so let me take a couple of days to think about it so when I got off the phone I was like oh I totally want to do that that would be so much fun and I looked at this woman's website and I was like yes we're going to be friends forever I just love what she's doing and then I sat with it for about three or four hours and then I started thinking I don't have time for this like I'm so busy and so about a day later I called him and I said you know I'm really excited about what you're doing and she looks like she'd be a great person to work with however I've really looked at my schedule and thought about what my priorities are and I don't have the capacity to take it on and I said no awesome I know. And if you've been listening to a number of our podcasts for a while, you'll know that Sandy has a pattern of saying yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Joanne has a pattern of questioning things a lot. Now, not all the time. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, but I guess a a preference is I've got to weigh up everything before I I, am. before I say yes. And so it's good for me to work with you because I, I've been learning and recognizing the pattern in me to say yes and then regret it. So I like this quote too, because it is easier to get in than to get out, get in too quickly. You can get really stuck. We say yes. And then if we change our mind or something. It's so hard to get out of that, right? Because then, then you've got even more, I think, more guilt. Mm-hmm. So the second one, tell me what, what resonates for you in this quote. It's from a poet, Paul Valery, and he said, every beginning is a consequence. Every beginning ends something. 
Oh yeah, I love I love that. So what resonates with me and that is if I want to begin something, I need to create the space in my life to do that. Mm-hmm. Which means something has to end. We think we just got to keep beginning stuff, don't we? Yes. I just did my planning for the next 6 months. I was away this week. I took a 3-day retreat to plan out some of the things that I want to focus on in the next six months. And you know what? There was no question in what I went through that said, what do you need to end? That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I am going to add that to my planning for next time is what do you have to end? Because I planned all these things, but clearly something's going to have to end in my schedule. So Well, that's right. And it could be something really dramatic that you have to think long and hard about. Or it could be some of those guilty pleasures we have and do in life, right? Right. So, you know, it could be spending less time on social media. It could be spending less time with the grandkids. Like Mm -hmm. it could, but, but you got to think about it. Yeah. To be able to make that decision. And then if, if no, spending two days a week with the grandkids, three days a week, whatever it is. I'm not saying you do that. But if that is important to me and I don't want to end that, then I need to think, rethink this beginning, right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. I Great. love that. Steph Jagger, when we interviewed her, she, she spoke that we always celebrate endings and we don't often celebrate beginnings. So I think there's mm, yeah. basically value because we celebrate endings when we've reached a goal, right? Right. And and her thing was, well, let's let's celebrate the beginning when we take the courage to actually start. I would be celebrating all the time though because I'm just always starting. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is it. So what we're saying is, you know, maybe we need to call this beginnings and endings, Sandy. I don't know, but what we're saying is we. We often think about beginning something. We don't look on both ends of the spectrum. If I'm to begin something, what does that mean I have to end? And if I do begin this, what do I need to do in order to be successful and then celebrate that? How can I recognize and acknowledge that? So I love it. Yeah, I I think it's great. I, I heard recently about this trend for young mums where they go on a baby moon when they're pregnant with their first child. So it's the idea is that the before they have their baby, they go away somewhere kind of in recognition that those days are ending. And oh, wow. yeah, it's a great idea because once that baby comes, there's, there's not a whole lot of uh, Life time. Is different. <laughs> So it's a way to kind of be very honoring of we've been a couple and now there's going to be another person in our family and this is ending. And I think that's kind of a smart thing to do. Oh, totally. Because I think what it does is, again, it just raises awareness. Mm -hmm. It, It raises awareness and awareness enables you to make choice. Yeah. I mean, clearly you'd want to have discussions about, the impact on your relationship before you get pregnant. <laughs> but it does. It, it, it impacts choice. Yes. What we think in order to really change your life and to reframe your life, people, we do need to sit down and, and let go of something. We can't be doing the same old, same old. 
we know what is it the definition of insanity is do the same things and expect different results mm -hmm. so in recognizing that when there's learning and development and growth and choices that you're going to make in order to reframe any aspect of your life whether it be large or small there are going to be beginnings but what we're going to focus on now is they're going to be endings and how to do that well mm -hmm. so i have a friend and i know she listens to our, our podcast regularly so i'm not going to mention her name but she knows who she is <laughs> she's just ending a corporate career and she's been in a corporate world for many, many years, and she's going to launch out as a consultant and speaker. And I know that she's been really intentional about this idea of how to end well, and has planned like two or three months after she leaves her corporate job, just to give herself some space without any expectation of results in her new business and to just do some things to be in the transition. And I think that's such a great, a great idea. It, and I think that's partly what we're talking about here when we're talking about beginnings and endings is this idea of transition, right? When you, when you're starting something, you're ending something, you're in a transition and just like, the baby coming or leaving a job and how you end is really important to the success of how you begin. And we just move from one to the other because we're just so in tuned with results and accomplishments and mm -hmm. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And I think a lot of us don't take the time. When I moved from Calgary to Cambridge, Ontario, I had that space and it was amazing. And part of it was because we were having so many family visit from Australia, it was just kind of coincidental that they were all coming over those summer months. And you know, we, we were graduating and it was a new place and I had to settle the house in. And, and, and so my husband and I agreed. He said, why don't you just enjoy the summer and then look for a job in the fall? And I thought, I don't know if I said it to you at the time, I'm sure I did, that that was going to be a very interesting place for me to be in because I always felt like I had to be doing the next thing, you know? Yes. And so would I, would I look for a job in July and then see something advertised and then feel like if I don't apply for it, I'm going to miss out? There was all these kind of questions that I had. So I actually didn't. I actually didn't look for any jobs. And for me, that was part of being in that transition. I remember that. And I remember it was difficult for you. But once you got into it, I think you started to experience the value of it and to realize how difficult it would have been for you to be starting a new job in the midst of all of the change that was going on and all of the people visiting. And I think you just kind of let go and were able to focus on being where you were in the summer, knowing that that was coming to an end. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was great. I loved it. I fully embraced it. Mm -hmm. I mean, who wouldn't? You get to do yoga, you get to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but for me, I knew it would be all the guilt and, and things that kind of raised up and, and for me, it's missing out. So if the job's there now, is there going to be another job like that in a few months' time? Things. So I had to do some work and be okay sitting in that transition. And transitions, again, we could probably call it beginnings, endings, and transitions. Beginnings, transitions, and endings. <laughs> but yes. transitions are important. Yeah. One of my favorite books is on transitions, and it's by William Bridges. The book is called Transitions. And he talks about how when we enter into the, a transition, the first step is ending. He says the starting point for dealing with transition is not the outcome, but the ending that you will have to leave the old situation behind. Situational change hinges on the new thing, but psychological transition depends on letting go of the old reality and the old identity you had before the change took place. So I know that's a long quote, but I think that we talk about this a lot with our model and especially around reality about recognizing, you know, what your current reality is. He's talking about as you change, that reality becomes the old reality. Do you have an example of a transition where you had to leave an old situation behind? Uh, yeah, I do. I probably have lots of them because I think that I've been through a lot of changes. But I think this year I was working for a business and it was a company I was a partner in and I realized that my time there was coming to an end, that it wasn't going in the direction that I wanted to go in. And so I made a decision that I needed to leave. And I did, so I resigned. And then I think what happened from that was then that old identity that I had, that kind of place that I knew where, where I was working, what I was doing came to an end. And what I was starting or how I was replacing it was a lot more open and a lot less defined. And I went into a bit of a transition in trying to figure out who I was now and what I wanted to do now. And I think many of our listeners have been in transitions. They are now or, I mean, there's stages of life transitions, you know, ending mm -hmm. when your children leave home, ending a new job, recreating your business like you've spoken about. There's so, so many of them. And understanding that it's important to acknowledge what is ending and, and, and celebrate in a way what was, but also celebrate what is now mm -hmm. and, and what is going to be. Acknowledge that, yeah, this, this phase has ended, but wow. And even when you're in the transition, I spoke to my friend, uh, this week who, who separated recently. And it was hard. Of course it was hard. You know what? As you said that, I just thought it's interesting that we use the word separating because it really is a transitional word. Like we're not, we're somewhere between married and divorced. We're separating, <laughs> right? We're like detaching. We're, we're ending that. So it's an interesting word that I've never thought about in that way until you just said it. 
Yeah. Funny, hey? And but 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 what you learn from that and that time of transition and growth to really kind of understand, okay, this is my new, like you said, reality. Yes, that one relationship may have ended in terms of how it was defined before, and it may not have ended all up, but altogether, right? There, there could still be a harmonious relationship there, but what what it was is is not now what it is. Yeah. So as we say, it's important to create the space for what you want, and really just acknowledge that ending is part of the process. We think there's a way to be able to end well, if you like. Sometimes. We don't end things well, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's out of our control. You're laid off. It may not end well from that certain situation, but there's a period of reflection and mindset work that could help with that process. Right, and sometimes people, you know, in the in a marriage breakdown, somebody chose to end it and the other person didn't want to. So yeah, sometimes things are out of our control for sure when we're ending something. But as we talked about with the previous um, recording we did on the empowerment dynamic, we want to not fall into being a victim when things end. So even if they aren't totally within our control, I think there is a way that we can move forward and still come through it recognizing that we do have some control over aspects of what's happening to us. And that's where we need to realign, which is also part of our model. So what is our new reality and how am I going to realign my thoughts, my actions, my behaviors, my life with that? So I think that's important. So what we're saying is five things we think that you need to look at before ending. And we think you need to do this through a period of reflection, right, Sandy? Right, exactly. So I like the idea that you mentioned just a second ago about creating space for what you want. And I think that in essence, these five things that you need to look at before you make a change are really about creating space and making room for what's going to come in your life And it's about being intentional about what's going on and thinking about it a little bit. So I'm going to jump in with the first thing, Joanne, because it's something that our listeners know is a big one for me. It's an area where we need to create space is around our need for approval. So people might question our sanity when we're going against the status quo and when we're ending something and making a change. And we need to learn to kind of to create space in our need for approval of other people. So whenever you decide that you want to make a big change in your life, you're going to end something and you've done the work and now you're telling someone else, I'm going to quit my job, I'm going to move to another country, I'm going to leave a relationship. There is that moment of pushback from other people who haven't been part of your process in going through your decision making around around the ending. So I think we need to make space for that and to get over our need for approval. And I think you already mentioned Steph Jagger, but I I think she was a good example of that because when she decided to end everything and go on her skiing trip around the world, 
she got a lot of pushback from people who questioned why she would do that. She had a lot going for her. She had a good life. She didn't have anything to run away from or get away from. She felt like something was calling her and she had to make space from the approval of other people in her decision to end something. Yeah. So our second one is really reflecting on and look at the people who don't support us. Are there people in your life who are or may, once you announce what you're ending, sabotage your change? As you change, sometimes there's not a fit with certain relationships that you had. So it's important to understand and acknowledge that that may happen. I think of that quote that we've shared before, my how you've changed since I've changed here. And the fact that once we change, it seems like other people have changed. They're probably still the same. It's just that we've changed. Absolutely. And I also think there's going to be some people they don't even necessarily understand they're sabotaging us. And this can fit in the the approval or the validation that we just spoke about. I think sometimes people disapprove of what you're doing or don't support us because of their own jealousies, I'm going to say it, of you making progress and moving on and making big, bold decisions in your life. I agree. I think that sometimes when we make big decisions, it exposes other people's unhappiness in their own life. Yep. A lot of it is coming from, I'm not courageous enough to make that decision. So they try and say, are you sure? Do you really want to do this? This is going to happen. What about this? And they try and sabotage it a little bit. (laughs) But that's the place it's coming from, right? Yeah. So. So really make sure you think about the people that either don't support you or may not support you. And you don't know, they may or may not support you, but be prepared. So we're just, these five things is really just so you can reflect on them and be prepared to um, address them if they come up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number three is circumstances that are holding us back. And I think this is an interesting one in terms of they can be very positive things that are holding you back. And I thought of the example of how we might like to have go on lots of vacations in our life. So I may want to go on three or four vacations a year. That can hold me back if I'm trying to build a business, if I'm trying to establish myself in a certain market, if there's other things that I'm doing. So sometimes we need to look at ending circumstances, even if they're things that we really enjoy, to create space for what we want in our lives. So it's um, it's a tough one because I do think mostly these are positive things that we have to let go if, even for a short time or a couple of years while we focus on a new goal. Yeah, I like that. That goes back to assessing our reality However, I would encourage people to really think deeper and assess whether it really is a circumstance that's holding 
holding us back or if it's a perceived circumstance that's holding us back. I can't do, I can't start this because of this. I can't do this because of this. And so those circumstances, are they really real? So where I'm going to this is um, spoke with a friend a few uh, months ago and she, she was telling me, again, ending another relationship. This seems to be a bit of a theme with some of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> ending a relationship. And what was holding her back was going through the challenging divorce. So she'd thought about it for a, a long, long time but thought, oh, my gosh, you know, divorce is so expensive, it gets nasty. And so that held her back for a bit until someone provided her with information about different mediation services and things and realising that divorce doesn't have to go through a lawyer per se and doesn't have to be mean and negative, depending on the circumstance again. So it just kind of opened her mind to, oh, okay, is this really a circumstance that's real? Uh, that's a good Does example. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a really good yeah. example. And I thought of another one that I hear a lot, it's financial circumstances. And I think that's a big part of divorce for a lot of women is the financial repercussions of ending a marriage, even if they're not happy. Because we know statistically that when a marriage breaks down, women tend to take a hit financially. And I think that I've also heard people say that they can't make a change because they have a big mortgage or they have a big car payment or they have all of these circumstances. Like you're saying, they are perceived circumstances, mm -hmm. though. I really like that. And they feel trapped in their situation and unable to end something when the reality is you can always sell your house and downsize. You can sell your vehicle. You can pay off your debt. You can put a plan in place for a year or two years to get yourself financially ready to make a move. But people get locked into these beliefs around circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some of them will absolutely be real. You know, there might be certain health circumstances or of course, you know, if you've got young children, I mean, there's certain circumstances that are absolutely real. We're not knocking them all. However, ask yourself what is possible here basically uh, and really, and check in with those circumstances. So number four is around our beliefs and mindset, which is a nice segue into this. Uh, it's really assessing what is my belief about ending this situation or starting a new situation or what is holding me back or my ability to be able to do it. I think it's very important that we try and suspend some of those certainly negative beliefs but also understand our why around what we're ending like why are we ending what we're ending do we think life is better on the other side automatically just because we end whatever it is I mean it might be better it just depends but you've got to be able to assess uh, any beliefs and minds that you have around it because I think sometimes you know we're talking about endings but sometimes we can end things too quickly oh for sure you know, I agree. without going through that process of thinking about it 
And I think that comes down to personality as well. You know, there are people who like closure. They don't like things to be left open. And so they make a decision so that they have that resolution in a situation. So definitely people, there are people and personalities that end things prematurely. And I think that is part of what we talk about in Reframe Your Life. It's one of our, you know, it's part of our model is that whole idea of realigning. And that's about, you know, changing your mindset and looking at your your new reality and being able to make that shift mentally and emotionally as well. So I think beliefs and mindsets, I think we're starting to kind of drill down into some of the deeper deeper issues that hold a lot of women back when they want to make a change. I I just met this woman this week and she's a very successful entrepreneur, runs a business, you know, has several employees, business is great. She's been running it for 10 years, but she's sort of peaked and she feels like she can't really take her business a whole lot further. And so she's really struggling with this idea. Is it time to end? And what would that look like for my employees? How would I end this? And a lot of what she was talking about came, came out of this idea of beliefs and mindsets. Like, am I a bad person to want more? You know, is there something flawed in me that I'm not happy with a successful company? You know, all of that stuff is around her own beliefs about who she is and what's okay for her to want in her life. Mm. Yeah, wow. Ending things that are going to impact others is a whole new thought process too. Yes, yes. And thought of that, yeah. Well, and most things will impact, you know. I mean, obviously me quitting my job impacted our (laughs) financial situation, right? Yeah. For us. For a certain time, so so yeah, thinking about who else may be impacted, um, probably could be another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. So our number five: what behaviors and habits are going to need to change in order to you for to end and transition and and make new change in your life? And I always get down to behaviors and habits. You know, what does that behavior look like to you? So I actually ended doing a lot of work at the gym so that I could create space and more time in my schedule to do more yoga. Hmm. So, uh, as you know, it's not a bit, we're not talking always about big, big major life changes here, but for me, it took me a long time to get okay with ending my routine at the gym. I still go, but instead of four times a week to do weights, I do it twice. You know, like, and what's helped me over the past few months as I've been doing it is focusing on why I've ended those behaviors going to the gym four times a week to do weights and it was because I keep you know I wake up in the morning and go okay you got to go to the gym say oh yeah but no maybe not oh okay Joanne remember <laughs> you you've reduced the number of times you go to the gym so that you can create more space for yoga so no you don't have to go to the gym you know my habit of having to go to the gym and you don't have to do it 
you're still going to do a bit of exercise, but it's a different type of exercise, right? So, so that's kind of, and I still do it today. It's been two months. And instead of feeling guilty that I haven't gone to the gym, I'm trying to say the reason you ended this was so that you could create more space for this. So go and do that instead. I think that's a really good example of a behavior change and how difficult it can be in the process that we go through. So one of the things it's important to keep in mind is that behavior changes are difficult. And I do think you're a very disciplined person. I would say you're more disciplined than a lot of people, especially around fitness. And so hearing that shift in you that had to take place, I think is good for people who are making a change and are struggling with that. Yeah. So on the opposite, and I am very disciplined around the fitness, which is a, a strength and a challenge at the same time. But, <laughs> but the opposite is if you want to make that change and you want to end the way you feel about uh, your fitness and your body or something like that, then you have to end those behaviors that aren't helpful and begin those behaviors that are. So that would be the opposite, right? So I'm talking about kind of ending some more exercise and changing it. But a lot of people, you're right, there's a lot of people is, okay, I want to end my binge eating and my watching TV and my whatever so that I can begin to feel better in my body. So, and, and it, it's hard. People who quit smoking, often they're not doing it the first time. It's really, really, really hard. Yeah. So this is the hard part of whenever you're ending something and trying to change and transition into new things. So, Sandy, I have a question for you. Okay. You challenged yourself this month to blog once a day for 30 days. And I don't know if you uh, went through this process or not before you started because you obviously clearly had to end a few things. <laughs> Maybe it was just watching Netflix. I don't know. Um, but my question is, when the 30 days comes to an end, what are you going to do? Like, have you thought about that? Because that is going to be something that is ending. Okay, so two things. No, I didn't think about it. <laughs> but now you're going to. I just had the idea and I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> Hell yes. Why would I say no to something like blogging every day for a month? I got about a week into it and then I went through the why did I say yes thing that I always go through. But now I'm well into it. I have less than a week left. So I, I haven't thought a lot about what will happen when I end it. It's been a really good experience for me and things did have to end when I began this. So last night I, it was around eight o'clock and we had company over and they left. I guess it was around nine o'clock when they left. And I thought, Oh, I have to go blog now. Like all I wanted to do was just sit on the couch and watch something on TV. And I couldn't, I had to like take an hour and go write a blog post. So I did have, you know, it's things did end like there was an hour, at least an hour a day that I've committed to, to doing this. So I am going to take your question. And think about it. I don't have a great answer right now, but I think it's a really good question for me to think about is 
at the end of this month, at the end of this 30 days, when that ends, what's going to change? What am I going to do in recognition of that ending? Yeah, I think it's uh, cel- like there's time to celebrate, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this series that we're, we're in now, I think it was a four episode series. Our last one is going to be on celebration. And your challenge to yourself, and it was a challenge to yourself, is ending. Mm-hmm. So I think our number six could be how are you going to celebrate ending something? I like that. So we're going to change the episode now to six things you need to look at. This is how we roll, people. We make stuff up as we go. <laughs> no, I, it's true because, we, again, so. you you will have succeeded in your challenge. And and so it may be, okay, here, here we go, Sandy. Let's give you some advice on <laughs> do it. what you can do. No, but there's certainly going to be a reflection on your learning because you've told me you've it's been really great for you. There's been a lot of learning about yourself, about writing, improvements. It's mm-hmm. it's more of it. You've formed more of a, a behavior and a habit. And that's actually the title of my last blog post for the for the 30 days is lessons learned from a month of blogging. Oh, awesome. So that's, yeah, part of how you'll kind of celebrate it, maybe with some wine at the same time. You think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what we're doing is just really inviting you all as our listeners to think about a change you want to make in your life. And we've spoken about massive changes, but we've also spoken about very small changes as well that are not easy in recognizing as you are ending something. We hope that these six steps will help you kind of work through some stuff before before the end if the circumstances are that you can't do that because there's things that end without your control, then perhaps working through these six after the end may help you get through the transition. Mm-hmm. Great way to end. Did you see that? Did you get what I just I, said there? I did. That's awesome. a great way to end. <laughs> Hi, Life Reframers. Did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.